This episode of AHLA Speaking of Health Law is brought to you by AHLA members and donors like you. For more information, visit AmericanHealthLaw.org. Hi, I'm Norm Tabler with this month's edition of The Lighter Side of Health Law. You mean this was just a drill? It's a question Advent Health nurses in Ocala, Florida were asking a few minutes after they heard a gunshot and a man with a semi-automatic weapon burst into their conference room and ordered them to lie flat on the floor, scaring the bejesus out of them. One brave nurse managed to stop her hand from shaking long enough to call 911. Well, as you can guess from the title, Advent Health then said to the nurses, Hey, chill out. It's only a drill. Pretty realistic, huh? Well, yes, it was realistic. So realistic that the nurses were frightened to death. And now two of them have sued the hospital for putting them through the ordeal. Why didn't I think of that? Any day now, there won't be any cases of monkeypox, and you'll never hear about monkeypox again. Why? Because the World Health Organization is going to rename it. It's part of a program to avoid offense to any cultural, national, regional, or ethnic group. Never underestimate the lobbying cloud of monkeys. Bad news for robots. Well, as we predicted a couple of months ago, the Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit has ruled that only a, quote, natural person can be an inventor and get a patent. An artificial intelligence system, AI for short, can't get a patent. By the way, when you see AI in print, is your first thought that it's Al, as in Al Roker, or is it just me? But back to the decision. It means, of course, that Robbie the Robot and Hal from 2001 Space Odyssey can never get a patent, no matter how good their invention is. When a reporter asked Robbie if it's true he's thinking about leaving the country, Robbie responded, You bet I am. So is Hal. The case is Fowler versus Vidal, Federal Circuit. Careful how you phrase it. Here's a case that shows you need to be careful in choosing your words. The University of Mississippi Med Center and Mississippi Blue Cross Blue Shield reached an impasse over the health system's request for higher reimbursement rates. The deadline for renewal passed with no agreement. So the system took to the airwaves and social media to say that Blue Cross was forcing the system out of its network, dropping it from the network. Nothing new there. But here's what is new. Now Blue Cross has sued the hospital's top executives for defamation, alleging that using words like force, exclude, and drop are defamatory. We didn't force anybody to do anything or drop anybody from anything, Blue Cross says. We offered the rates we think are fair, and the system rejected them. If you're wondering why Blue Cross sued the executives instead of the system, it's because Mississippi law grants the system immunity from defamation committed by its employees. Law Imitating Art Many of us became lawyers in part because we were influenced by the portrayal of law on television and in movies. And sadly, many of us have been a little disappointed at how undramatic law practice really is. Well, here's a real-life case that proves that law can be as dramatic as Perry Mason. For Life Products, FLP, brought a trademark infringement case against Virox Technologies, alleging that Virox infringed on its Rejuvenate brand trademark and FLP had formidable proof. FLB catalogs with the Rejuvenate brand label dating back to 2016. Defendant Virox thought that evidence looked too good to be true, so they hired a forensic photographic expert, and he found that the photos had been photoshopped. The original photos in the catalog had been replaced with new ones bearing the Rejuvenate name. The clincher? In one photo, the original purple label had been replaced with a red label, but, Perry Mason alert, a mirror in the photo still reflected the old purple label. The judge gave FLP the death sentence, dismissal with prejudice, and ordered it to pay Virox $400,000 in attorney's fees, and you thought law was boring. The case is, or was, For Life Products versus Virox Technologies, Western District, Virginia. Life Imitating Children's Literature Here's a case that sounds for all the world like a Peter Rabbit story. Down in Georgia, 70-year-old Judge Eddie Anderson allegedly stole peas from the pea patch of a farmer 
whose name may or may not have been Mr. McGregor. When the farmer took Judge Eddy to task for the pea theft, Judge Eddy threatened physical violence, leading the farmer to report him to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, which led to the GBI arresting Judge Eddy, not for pea theft, but for making terroristic threats, leading Judge Eddy to resign from his judgeship. A sort of pee or get off the bench tale. High caliber hospital marketing. Hudson Regional Hospital's marketing director, Ruben Alona Layoff, must have been planning some high-caliber marketing. How do I know? Because when the police searched the hospital in response to a bomb threat, which turned out to be a hoax, guess what they found in Ruben's office? 11 handguns, 27 rifles and shotguns, and a 45 caliber semi-automatic rifle. That's 39 weapons in all. Hudson Regional is not a large hospital, but I guess Ruben thought they could outgun the competition. Ruben is now the hospital's ex-marketing director. Celebrating in the end zone, California med mal lawyer Bob McKenna was not content with the defense verdict for his physician client in a wrongful death case, a verdict that took only 26 minutes of jury deliberation. No, he had to regale his colleagues with how completely he had fooled the jury. My client probably did negligently kill the patient, he crowed, but we made it look like other people did it. He then had his partner ring a victory bell. Well, Bob's firm was so proud of his vivid play-by-play that they posted a video of it on the firm's social page. The backlash was so severe that they took it down, but not before it had been downloaded and reposted countless times. One of the kindest comments about the video was, quote, absolutely sickening. Bob's explanation, I didn't know I was being recorded. Sometimes that's what you don't say. Like many people in their 60s, Hawaii resident Marilyn Algahasen was experiencing low back pain. Orthopedic surgeon Kenneth Kahn diagnosed degeneration between the fourth and fifth lumbar vertebrae. He recommended a fusion using a procedure called extreme lateral interbody fusion, where the spine is approached from the side rather than the back. Marilyn signed a consent form that, frankly, you and I would have said was bulletproof and Dr. Ken operated. Later, when Marilyn experienced thigh pain, apparently from nerve injury during the procedure, she sued Dr. Ken, alleging lack of informed consent. When Dr. Ken was awarded summary judgment, she appealed. The Court of Appeals vacated Dr. Ken's victory, ruling that Marilyn's consent was not fully informed. Why? Because Dr. Ken had failed to tell her that he had performed the lateral procedure only four times. So the problem was what the consent form did not say. The case is Algahasen versus Kahn, Hawaii Court of Appeals. The Complaint Department. I've decided to open a complaint department, a part of the podcast for complaints about things that bother me or bother you. This month's complaint is about the term walk back, as in, today the governor walked back his earlier statement on taxes. Why does it bother me? Let me count the ways. First, it makes no sense. Walking is not involved. It's talking, not walking. Second, it puts words in the mouth of someone who never spoke them. Nobody ever said, I walked back that earlier statement. No, it's always somebody other than the speaker as when a reporter says, today the governor walked back earlier comments. Third, it's hopelessly vague. Did the governor retract his statement, modify, clarify, condition it? Who knows? Fourth, and probably most important, walk back is a new usage, and I hate new usages. I like the old ones I'm comfortable with. If you have anything for my complaint department, send it to me. Well, that's it for this month's edition. I hope you liked it. I'll be back next month with another edition of The Lighter Side of Health Law. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to AHLA Speaking of Health Law wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more about AHLA and the educational resources available to the health law community, visit AmericanHealthLaw.org.